that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making the statement? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast while I'm talking on my ass with attorney at law and law professor Dane Cialino teaches uh, law ethics at Loyola University. We're going to talk about uh, these 10-2 split decisions uh, on the juries that have been outlawed by the Supreme Court. We'll also talk about uh, Cardell Hayes. I have to say that since this interview with Dane, Cardell Hayes has made bail. Okay, so there'll be some timeless or wrong time stuff in the interview. But uh, all the information is still legit. So stick around for Dane Cialino on the Spudcast podcast talking out my ass right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home Team Elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. or go to hometeamelevation.com. Spud here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. All right, so we're talking to Dane Cialino, attorney at law, law professor at Loyola, who you teach ethics over there too, huh? Don't you, Dane? I, I do. I've been there for, geez, 25 plus years. When are you going to be able to retire, man? Whenever I stop having to pay for my kids. <laughs> That's never going to happen. I'm in that same boat. I got, yep. I got three of them. My youngest one just started at Loyola. So. Ah, well, you're not far behind me. I got a daughter who's graduating from Alabama this year. But then she's off to law school, so the the pain continues financially where she, anyway. Where is she going to law school at? She doesn't know. She's waiting to find out from a bunch of places, so we'll, well see. That's smart. See, I got a friend of mine, well, a friend of Maureen's, okay. She, uh, they went to college together. They went to Loyola together. And then her friend um, uh, studied law, got a degree in law. But she didn't study Louisiana law. She studied Florida law because she was going to marry this guy and moved to Florida. And she did. And her, her marriage lasted like, couple two three years and that was it and she came back over here and she couldn't practice here so now she's you know doing real estate or something like that it's like i i don't i don't i don't know how does law school work in that 
if I go to law school here, I'm studying law from another state and not passing the, the Louisiana bar. Yeah, everybody can take a bar review course over the course of two or three months and wind up passing the Louisiana bar. So it's not a big deal, really. The law here is not as different as we'd all like it to think it is. It used to be. Right. Well, I mean, you know, everything, everything molds and melds or whatever. Uh, Well, let's talk about the laws that are here. I mean, the two reasons I call you up, I read these two uh, articles. We all heard about the when Will Smith was killed by uh, by Cardell Hayes. Um, He was convicted and sentenced to 25 years, but it was a 10 to split. And uh, and so the Supreme Court has now ruled that 10 to verdicts, especially on things like this, is uh, that's uh, that's a big no, no. Um, Correct. It violates the Sixth Amendment right to trial by jury to convict someone on less than a unanimous vote of the jury. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, they did that to Fast Eddie. And I I don't want to even get into whether I'm a fan of his or not. But the fact of the matter is, the man had a 12-person jury. During the course of the trial, they removed one of the jurors and had no backup. So they only had 11. And he got convicted and went to jail for 10 years. How how is that possible? Yeah, I don't know those. I vaguely remember that. He he very well could have consented to to a, a jury of less than 12 the judges used to make you sign those things uh, i don't i really don't even remember but well it, probably... it, it was federal too and right that's I don't right know. And, and it was still unanimous it was still 11 uh, 11 oh yeah well can um, but that that does not of course they don't have 10 2 splits anymore when can you get convicted in a 10 2 split on anything in this state no, nothing no more no yeah more. since ramos versus louisiana the Sixth Amendment requires unanimity in whether you're talking about a six-person jury or a 12-person jury. Uh, all have to vote to convict. So that's uh, it's caused a lot of reversals. Uh, you know, in, a, in full disclosure, I'm handling a pro bono case for Ronald Gasser, who shot Joe McKnight and was convicted on a 10-2 vote. Uh, I appealed his conviction, and we've got a new trial that's currently scheduled for May of this year. Probably won't happen until later, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, as a matter of full disclosure, I'm uh, okay. involved in one of those. Well, we won't talk about that, but we'll just talk about the overview of all of this kind of stuff and the right. bail that are set. Okay, so Cardell Hayes is applying for bail. I've read in this article that a couple of people have already achieved bail. The bail was set at 750 G's, and somebody was able to come up with it. Some people, are, okay, well now you're eligible for bail, but you can't make the bail, so you can stay in jail anyway. Um, what is a? I mean. What is a fair bail? Should they go back to the fact that if if they were convicted 10-2 in a split and that's been vacated, are they now not innocent until proven guilty again, in which case they should be available to get a reasonable bail? Well, uh, if if people were convicted of murder, then uh, they're going to be retried for murder and the bond is going to be set at something comparable to what it was when they were originally arrested and charged and indicted for the murder. So, uh, but some people, for example, Ronald Gasser was charged with murder, but convicted on a, uh, of, of a lesser included offense, manslaughter. So he can only be tried again for manslaughter. Okay. He, uh, the 10-2 vote uh, was essentially a tacit acquittal by all juries, jurors of, of second degree murder. So his bond you know, would be set at a manslaughter bond uh, and and anybody similarly situated to him would get a bond set on the lesser included offense. Now, Cardell Hayes, he was convicted of second degree murder. He's looking at, you know, a long prison stretch. 
Um, life. That's mandatory life. Mandatory yeah. life. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking L.A. law or something, 25 for life, but it's not. It's mandatory life. Is it mandatory life without parole? Is all of that? It won't without, be. Yes, without parole, probation, okay. or suspension of sentence. Because I just, I just interviewed a guy, uh, Preston Robinson from Second Look Alliance, and he was talking about they're trying to take out that Poss, you know, no possibility of parole thing. But as it stands, it's right now haven't even got it in front of legislators yet. Right. But, okay. So Cardell Hayes was convicted of second degree murder, life without parole. So that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of bond he's going to face. He, they were prepared to have a bond hearing, and uh, and Will Smith's wife uh, made a very emotioned plea. So they backed off on when they're going to actually, if and when they will set a bond. Can the judge decide? not to give bond or does he have to give bond and just i don't know set an extremely high level that that he'd probably never make that's typically what would happen i mean as a technical matter he's got a right to a bond but yeah what that the, the judge could could find that there are uh, he's a threat to the community and 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 that he should not be given a bond so you you start out with the presumption that you're going to get a bond but uh, if if uh, after a bond hearing you're a threat to the community or flight risk those sorts of things the judge could set it very high set so that it's practically un, unmakeable uh, or, or deny bond because of the the threat to the community or the risk of flight something along those lines. So does the just uh, as a as a defense attorney do you have to do like the you know Perry Mason uh, Paul Drake stuff and figure out if they how, how much of a threat they are to the community? I mean, what kind of evidence would you have to present? To go, this guy is not such a threat that he can't make a bond. Yeah, and that's typically based on his past conduct, whether he's made threats to witnesses, whether, again, whatever evidence you might think of is all going to bear on on those issues. Yeah. But we have, I mean, I got stories about people who, you know, I mean, they got out of jail on, or, or they were set a bond and somebody came behind and set an incredibly low bond and then they went out and killed the witness. You know, so I mean, why... It's kind of like you and I had this discussion before with a with a with a lady lawyer, and I was talking about you know having a, having no respect for for the court system in some of these instances, and you go and you'd go to jail, you know. I'm going well, you know. I guess maybe my attitude will change then, but in the meantime, it's kind of like why is this guy able to set these kinds of low bonds when this kind of evidence prevails, you know, about what the about what the guy who got released did, right? Here it's weird. How long is it going to be? before an estimate all right you said may for your trial and it's probably going to be pushed back from that if cardell hayes makes bail well whether or not he makes bail when do you think his retrial is going to happen considering all the other stuff that's got going on in there anyway yeah i mean in a normal situation he would have to be brought on for trial within a year of the reversal but with covid there's still the state's still not conducting jury trials and uh until until may at least may so it it you know we're in, we're in strange times but i don't need to tell you that no and but as a result uh who knows when these cases are going to going to be brought on for trial assuming that this pandemic pandemic gets resolved in the next three or four months like we all um, hope and expect then by the fall things might be back closer to normal are we going to see more zoom trials or situations like that i mean is, is this or if this these kinds of trials are such a serious thing that you can't you can't do it like that you got to have people in in person to do it well there have been a lot of zoom trials uh and and uh, and even more zoom arguments and motion hearings 
but a jury trial, I, I'm sure they've been done elsewhere. I'm not aware of any jury trials in Louisiana being conducted by Zoom, but uh, but it, it's that, that that's difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So I would expect that jury trials aren't going to be widely available in the state until the pandemic is is uh, is near over. Uh, so again, not until the summer or fall. So then, uh, well, what about like civil jury trials? Would they I same mean, thing? Same, same thing. thing. Okay. Yeah, and in fact, those those are going to be given even less priority because the first thing we need to do is to clear out the backlog of criminal cases that need to be tried. Because of course, there is a Sixth Amendment right to a speedy trial uh, by jury, and those rights need to take precedence over any ability to get a civil jury trial. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm up against the clock. When we come back here, let's talk about the other article. And this one is the uh, sexual harassment scandals with LSU and with the uh, attorney general's office. And, uh, you know, I'm reading about all this and I'm like, uh, you and I have had more than one conversation about attorney-client privilege, and I can see your point when you're making this argument going, how come they didn't release this? Yeah, because it's not up to the attorney to release it. It's up to the client. But we'll talk about that when we get back with Dane Cialino, uh, LSU, not LSU, law professor at Loyola University, uh, teaches ethics over there, too, as a matter of fact, here on the Spudcast podcast on I'm Talking Out My Ass. We'll come back right after this. Bud here. Do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hair dryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 947-3392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you. From hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing. Because the next generation of space exploration has arrived, and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner. The guy Gambit readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brander does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brander, 345-1111. And we're back talking to Dane Cialino here on the Spodcast podcast. Um, Law professor at Loyola, 25 years. Have you been a professor 25 years? How long have you just been an out-and-out, you know, I graduated and passed the bar type of lawyer? Oh, I graduated from Tulane Law School in 1988 and got admitted to practice that year and have been working ever since. 88. Oh, man, that's a long time. It is. Yeah, that's when I first walked in front of a camera in the film industry. So, uh, that's same how old year. are you? I'm, I'm 57. What are you? You can't I'm, be much, I'm much six, younger. I'm older. 62, but I mean, I, I, was, oh. I, was doing the, I was on the road doing stand-up comedy for three or four years. I got my master's in 85. 
and then went on the road doing stand-up for like three, four years, and and also you know did other stuff before before I got into the Screen Actors Guild. My first movie was a TV movie called The Outside Woman, shot at Angola, and huh. I'm I'm playing like a prison guard. I'm in I'm in prison guard, you know, Louisiana State Penitentiary outfit, uh, and and all of a sudden these two guys come up to me and go, "Smoking it up here, boss." I'm going, "Hey, hey, I'm talent, you know. <laughs> go ask somebody <laughs> else if you can smoke it up." And all these guys were like extras. They were all like like the guy who actually asked me that, and I had a conversation with him later. Yeah, he's he's in jail for life. He 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 killed somebody in a barroom fight, you know, and and talk about how hard it is in prison. I'm going, bro, it's, it's harder when you're lying underground forever. I can tell you that. Look at the alternatives, you know. Maybe you shouldn't have done Jeez. what you did. But that being said, you know the 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 fine line that you walk with uh, attorney clients privilege and like the, the same thing with the priesthood, you know, and you know, the, the confessional is sacrosanct and they can't reveal what's said in there. When can somebody force you as an attorney to reveal information that your client has divulged to you? Well, the attorney client privilege has, uh, has a number of, of exceptions, but, um, it, it it has been around for a very long time, and uh, generally the client can tell the lawyer to keep his mouth shut. Uh, there was a very famous case out of the U.S. Supreme Court uh, that that dealed with the Vince Foster uh, shooting. Uh, you, mm -hmm. you may recall some yeah. of that intrigue from the late 90s and early aughts, uh, and address whether or not the privilege even survives death. And, and the short answer to that is yes, uh, even when the client dies. Uh, the lawyer can't reveal privileged communications. So, so, so if 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 somebody talks to you and says they know where Jimmy Hoffa's buried and they die, you can't you can't reveal it. That's the general rule. I mean, subject to some exceptions. Well, but let's. Well, I'll get into the exceptions in a second. But if you do reveal it, who's going to come after you? I mean, the guy who told you is dead. Is his family going to sue you, or are you going to be the ethics board of the? State bar going to come after you? Who 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 would be? Yeah, the office. There's a there's a um, office in Baton Rouge that has uh, ten to twelve prosecutors, and their full time job is to prosecute lawyers who violate the rules of professional conduct. So, uh, were you to 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 divulge a confidential, privileged communication without an applicable exception, you'd be looking at discipline, disbarment, suspension, something along those lines. How how do they know that he told you not to say anything after I die? If, he, if all he does is say it to you. Yeah, well, I mean, again, the general rule is is that every communication between a lawyer and a client uh, for the purpose of the lawyer giving legal advice is going to be privileged. Uh, any matter that relates to the representation is going to be confidential. So it's not, not difficult to figure out what's privileged and confidential. Uh, if you're just talking about what the weather is or how the Saints did last weekend, mm -hmm. that's another matter. But if you're talking about your law case, then it's pretty clear. What if you're okay? Last one about that. Then we got to get into these things. What if the information they reveal to you is a literally a matter of life and death? Somebody has been kidnapped, and you know, like some some uh, intrigue movie where they're buried underground with an oxygen tank and only gonna last so long, and that kind of such. And 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 even if they live, or even if they pass, if they die, and they say keep your mouth shut, but somebody's somebody's life at stake. Would you think they'll cut you some slack then? Yeah, I mean, there is an exception to the confidentiality rule when you're talking about uh, somebody or, or, or a disclosure for the purpose of avoiding great bodily harm or death. 
a lawyer is allowed to do that. There's an mm-hmm. express exception. That's the first exception to the confidentiality rule. Uh, so a lawyer can can divulge confidences then. Okay, that's cool. Just want to make sure. I'm, yep. and, and I'm asking all these questions, and sometimes people write me back. How can you ask? What are you going to go? You know what? I always picture this stuff is if something like this happened to me, where where am I? You know, what have I got? What kind of rights do I have? What kind of hoops do I got to jump through to get out? So it's like I don't always agree with some of this stuff, but also I definitely wouldn't agree with it if it happened to me, and I want to be able to deal with it. What you want to talk about first, which is the more important, the LSU thing or the Jeff Landry thing? Well, the LSU, uh, the LSU case is, is interesting because the LSU hired lawyers to investigate the Les Miles allegations. The, the law firm did the investigation, reported back to the client, and that was a confidential communication. That law firm, I thought, uh, it's, the firm's called Taylor Porter out of Baton Rouge, that firm was was uh, unfairly criticized because of its uh, mm. keeping of the confidences. And it's not even a close call to me as a teacher of legal ethics. Uh, that, that, that's what, exactly what the firm had to do. They didn't have much or any yeah. choice in that matter. Well, I read, I read in this article there was a, a, it was a lawyer. I'd have to dig her name up. But she's basically a, a, an activist lawyer. And she goes, by all means, conduct your investigation. It needs to be confidential. But once this inf- once it's done, then this information needs to be released to the public so they can see what's going on. I'm going, there you go again. If I hire somebody to do something and there's confidentiality, I'm the one to decide. So you can't go and force, if LSU decides they don't want to do it, they don't want to release it, there ain't nothing you can do about it because you don't have yeah, any other and, venue and, to get to. And any criticism there should be levied at the public uh, entity. Uh, not not at the lawyers representing them because the lawyers are simply doing their jobs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now with, uh, I would say, I mean, I don't know. You know what? The thing of it is you read about, okay, Joe Lieva wanted to fire Les Miles way back when, and we're sitting there going, you can't, you can't fire a coach that's like 34 and 6, but you can fire a coach that's 34 and 6 if it's all the rest of this stuff that's going on, which my one piece of advice would be to keep a diary. If all if something like this happens, if you got a teacher that that comes at you and makes you feel uncomfortable, go buy a notebook that night and start taking notes. And that way you got a you've got a record of, you know, because when but but people can actually uh, uh, they can subpoena that record. Correct. If somebody makes if I'm going to use my my diary as sure, a thing. Right. But then if I do that, then the whole diary is open. So they need to keep a diary specifically about this one type of thing and your experiences as an intern in LSU sports. And that way you can go, hey, I don't even have to sit down and remember everything. Here's everything that happened, written down, dated, the whole shebang. What, do you tell somebody to do that? I think that's, you, you know, that, that's not bad advice, but in today's world, nobody believes anything unless you've got it on tape or video. Yeah, but I, now that you can fake videos. I mean, you know, they got, they got, they're, they are, of course, it's very expensive to do. So, yeah, Joe Blow from Kokomo can't do this. But Right, and forensically, you you can evaluate whether a, a deep fake video has been made or whether it's real. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I think we'd all agree that, that nowadays we want to see video or at least hear audio. Uh, but but a, a diary is not a bad idea, but a diary can be fabricated a lot more easily than audio or video recording. Could be, but also it could you could look at it and go, all right, well, this is obviously written a long time ago, and this was. I mean, if you talk about forensically tearing apart an expensively produced video, 
you right. should be able to look at the ink and the pencil and the paper and the impressions and you know uh handwriting well, it, did, you know it didn't even occur to me that somebody might do it with their hands <laughs> i was thinking oh you were thinking typing up, it oh no 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 well, yeah op opening up a note on on your iphone and typing it in there no you uh, can do that at the time but then go home and right. write it write it in a diary handwritten the whole shebang dated you know and if you're upset leave your tears on the page that whole kind of thing, because you need, I mean, it's... Interesting. I haven't written anything with a pen or a, pa a, a, a pencil in years. Well, if you could type like I type, you'd be amazed how many things you write. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can use actually four fingers, two on each hand and one thumb uh, most of the time. I can't type with crap, and I just, I can't. I've, I've tried to master it, and I fail miserably. Uh, uh, my last, uh, coming up against the clock again. Well, with this uh, thing with McGee in in Landry's office, I mean, Landry is the chief law enforcement officer of the state as the attorney general, is he not? He is the chief lawyer, yes. Well, I mean, so in other words, in a situation like that, nobody's above reproach completely because we're human and we're all, we all have our frailties. But I mean, if nothing else, you got no place to turn well, I mean, you don't have very many places to turn once you get past the attorney general's office. So he should be he should be riding these people. I don't care what kind of friends you are. You got duties and, and obligations to the public. That's why you're in that place. Right. And again, I'm not sure exactly what his relationship is with the lawyers representing the LSU Board of Supervisors. I mean, they no, I'm talking about I'm talking about McGee, who had to you know, the sexual harassment charges against in his in his own office and. And, uh, ah, right, right, right. Getting rid of that McGee guy where they're saying, oh, he's my buddy. Yeah, I got a lot of friends who are pigs, too, that I don't trust around my daughters. So right. that's 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 an awkward. Uh, yeah, that's an internal management. I mean, that's true of him as it is true of any any agency head uh, needs to needs to route out any sexual harassment. And not tolerate it at all. And, um, and for him, it would be a political thing, too, because whoever whenever he comes up for reelection, somebody's going to be throwing rocks at this story. Exactly. Uh, and that's, I mean, should be, but it, should it be left to the politics of re-election or should there be some kind of legal means to go against him because he was the boss and he let things go on? Yeah, I mean, I'm not an employment lawyer, but I presume that there already are in place all sorts of uh, doctrines that prohibit mm -hmm. sexual harassment, even in the public workplace. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, that, that he's got obligations but again i'm not an employment lawyer so i don't know much about those yeah well i'm just wondering because like uh you know lsu is a public university so therefore in a sense they're a public entity but they were still a client they hired this they hired the law firm to do the investigations for it if they don't want to release it that's fine but you know, the attorney general's office i mean that's really a public servant and i mean should he if they hired an, an outside uh, firm to conduct an investigation and once the investigation is done can should they be able to sit on it? Yeah. Well, I don't know the answer to that because I don't know what uh, what what law governs those public officials and sexual mm -hmm. harassment and all those sorts of things. But I know the lawyers who prepared that memorandum are lawyers, and they've got to keep their mouths shut. It's up to the client to do the right thing. Okay. That's a good way to put it too. It's like yep. keep, keep your mouth shut, and if you don't want to reveal it, well, then they'll they'll just throw more mud at him next time he runs for re-election. Dane Cialino from uh, Loyola Law. How hard is it? I got, I'm over time already, but I mean, how many law students y'all got at Loyola at any given moment, man? We generally have about uh, 150 to 200 per class, three classes. 
Uh, you mean every year is another 300 lawyers hit? No, street? no, no. Every year is 150 to 200 lawyers out of Loyola. Oh, more man. coming out of Tulane and Southern and LSU. So, oh, man. They're, they're, the it's place just, is crawling with lawyers. I know, man. It's just y'all are like, y'all are absolutely necessary, but I just don't know if it's necessary to have that many. But you know what? <laughs> what can I say? I got a lot of friends who are lawyers. I can't begrudge them making a buck. Nor are you either, Dane. I appreciate you taking the time. Very, very, very much. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day to you. All right, Spud. You too. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Ready to wave bye-bye to this rotten year? Then get the greatest holiday gift of 2020, the iWave air purifier from Serentine Comfort Systems. This proven ion technology kills molds, allergens, bacteria, even viruses, including COVID-19. Serentine can install the iWave right in your existing AC unit. No UV bulbs, no filters, no maintenance, and all for about 25 bucks a month. Call your iWave dealer, Serentine Comfort Systems, at 504-833-8831. 504-833-8831. Hey, what you gonna do this weekend? You can't go dancing or go to the show because the Corona Cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a licensed and insured guide on lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And Don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. Okay, so uh, Dane Cialino, attorney of law. There you go. Got something to listen to now. Make up your mind where you feel. Uh, tomorrow on this podcast, we're going to talk to State Rep uh, Larry Freeman. Uh, he's got a bill up about uh, Second Amendment rights. So we'll talk to him then. In the meantime, you can find this podcast on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Amazon and Public Radio and Stitcher and on Twitter at SpudGotDat uh, or on my Facebook page of Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. If you would like to sponsor the Spudcast, which I can always use another sponsor, or if you want it directly emailed to you, you can contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, till we talk to Larry tomorrow, y'all be safe. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.